0: Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Hope everybody can see me. Um uh, we are taping here live. Um Hope I could be seen. I don't know how this looks. Sorry, Charlie. Yeah. Hi, it's Denise. Um, you have um your green screen selected, so we see you in a funny way. So do you think we can just um fix that? I'll walk you through it. Oh, there you go. Okay. You're done. Okay. Thanks. Let's start this again. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday. We are in our old studios for those who have been part of the boost a year and a half ago. We woke up this morning to find uh, water in the studio. So there went that for now. And so uh, let's hope that everything works out and we get our studio back. But God runs the world, so he'll he'll figure out whatever he wants as to what's going to happen anyways. Thank God it works out. And thank God I did this once in this audit. So um, we got here just in time. Thank you. It's great to be back with you again. I feel like, I really feel like this is like, you know, like a throwback episode where I used to sit in my office in the early morning and just do it from here. This is an amazing part of the show, right? What have we been talking about the past two days? Control what you can and can't control. You know what you can't control? The flood in your basement. You know what you can control? How we deal with it. So let's do it together. We've been talking a lot about this concept. I mean, we're just living it now. You get to like, we get to do it live. This concept of you have a plan. Yesterday, we did it in terms of understanding the boundaries of people. Now let's talk about it from the place of understanding the boundaries of time. And we can put these pieces together and start to like sort of parse out all of these invisible things that are holding us back. So yesterday, if you remember, we began talking about this feeling that we have to control people, to control our family, our friends, our kids, the the political narrative, people go out of their minds. It's been quiet recently, but, you know, just a few minutes ago, like, we had, like, a political, like, explosion. And you'd, ha- you'd see people on both sides of an aisle and, like, doing, like, crazy stuff. I, I am, like, num- I, could not- I could not agree more of the need of conflictor- conflicting discourse. I think one of the great challenges of our society is that we just let everybody talk because we're just ready to get back to, to, to watching something. When you have people that have different opinions, that's really supposed to be amazing, right? The people with different opinions are what makes things work. If you ever studied a moment of Talmud, you'll see that a lot of the, of the work that is being done in the, in the, in the study is really to disagree. The Talmud, the writers, the redactors of the Talmud could have just stated the, the winning opinion. They don't. They state everyone's or basically the main dissent, and they almost invite, in the, the way it's structured, they almost invite disagreement. But when you see what's, what's going on with people yelling and screaming and you're ruining the world and the country, it's crazy. It comes from the, this, this concept that we're talking about called autonomy. This inability to discern what you can and can't control. This desire to control everything when you can't. The feeling that you have the right and the need to control things that you will never get to control. And that's what breeds a frustration, which then allows it to explode and getting upset at other people for their beliefs being different than you. It comes because you want to be in control of it. You want to run the show. And when there are people in your way, it's frustrating. Yesterday, we started to get down that road. And it's a road to continue walking on as we explore together. People, things, circumstances that I can't control. Today, we can get into the world of time. And this is really where it gets to be complicated. Because... Even in time, you can't control. Now, you think you can control your own time, right? But you can't. And I'll give you an example. My morning. When I came home from synagogue this morning, I was expecting my usual morning routine, which was whatever it was. I had no idea that as I walked in, my wife would say, the basement's flooded and your entire studio had to be shut down Hopefully, it'll be salvageable, but they have to turn off the electricity because some of the electric wires were underwater. Now, that took my morning, my time, and it pulled it away from what I had in mind for my time. You're on a bus or on a train or on a plane, and you expect to go somewhere, and then it changes. You come to work and expect a certain day and something happens. We're not talking about the person you're trying to control. We're talking about your own self that you're trying to control. We live in this world where we can't even control our time because the world's dynamic. And one of the great Challenges of creating what's in our circle is the humility and recognition that if I don't get down to a certain principle or value, if I stay at the surface and it's too finite, I'm going to get frustrated when something stops me. I'm not going to be able to pivot, I'm not going to be able to adapt. The world is changing, and I'm me because I had my goal. And I'm me because I'm trying to find what I can control and in the world of autonomy, at least what I do. This is real, it's a struggle. I have a client that, a company that I'm involved in. They're incredible. They're incredible. And when, the, when Corona hit last March, I remember, you know, the different companies that, that I think I'm connected to a lot of, a lot of them just couldn't pivot. They all, they eventually did, but they held on. This one company, they got on the phone. They're like, what's going on? What's the new thing? How do we get around it? Okay. And they were, they were on it. It was unbelievable. There was no, well, this isn't the way it is. This isn't the way it's supposed to be. We had plans. We were going in a direction. The CEO was like, listen, let's get it done. And she directed her team. They sent out um, uh, mouses for your computer. And they they, they emailed everybody new screen shares and immediately went online. They, They didn't miss a beat. In fact, they opened up an entire remote division that didn't exist before. They didn't miss a beat. So what's the difference between those that do and don't? It's not a question of knowledge. It's not a question of insight. It's not a question of brains. It's a question of control. It's autonomy. It's I don't know what I do and don't control. I don't have that down. And when the circumstances get around me, I don't know when I can control circumstance, if I assert myself, and when I can't. Because it doesn't matter. All I am doing is spinning a wheel in the wrong direction. This happens when kids grow up and parents don't get the memo that it doesn't work anymore. And when, when things come at them and their, their life starts to change. Of course, I want it to be this way. But I, as a parent, I, as an employee, I, as as an employer, have to adapt to the time, to the moment. And so even about my own schedule, about my own time, about my own list of what I have to get accomplished, if I hold on too tight to that, I'm also violating, if you will, what we're trying to accomplish. And so if my thoughts, if, I, if I'm not thinking deeply enough about what I want to become, and I don't get to a level of a principle or a value, if I stay in the world of an object, at some point when the, my, my day shifts, when the circumstance shifts, I can't shift with it. I can't adapt to it. I'm not malleable. I I can't pivot. And in that pivot is the struggle of control. That's really what a pivot is. A person who's pivoting is trying to control or give control over not a thing, but his future. I have in my head where I'm going. I'm trying to control even the destination which I'm heading. And now something happened in front of me. And now I have to learn and be okay with reducing that which I can control, giving up autonomy, and allowing myself to adapt to a new reality. So even in that world of pivoting is autonomy. And when you put these pieces together, what ends up happening is... What we're constantly doing is constantly coming up with one major recognition that I control very little. That's a very hard moment for us to grapple with, especially if you have any success in an area. The feeling of, yeah, I'm not really in control. I know where I'm going. I know what, who I want to do it with and what I want about value. And I know that I need to feel like I'm in control to feel like I'm tapping into my humanness, if you will. But I don't feel like I'm in control at all because I'm really not in control. Now, if you get this wrong, you start giving up. If you get this right, you start coming alive. This, by the way, just, I don't want to say coincidentally, because I don't believe in that this, by the way, I would say divinely coincidentally is the entirety, in my opinion, of what goes on in Rosh Hashanah, which for those that are interested, we'll talk about probably on, probably on Monday, if you're interested the idea that there's something bigger than me, the idea that there's a world beyond me, this idea that there's a a plan that I don't know about. There's a timeline that I don't have access to. This humility that I can't see it to the end. I have to pretend to see it to the end to know where I'm going today. Like I have to put the address in ways to know whether to make a right or left off my block, but I don't really know what's going to happen seven steps into the journey. And if I understand that in the beginning, then I'm a different human being. If I understand that I have to put a destination in just to get off my block, but the destination that I put in may not be the destination that I end in. Because usually the way life works is the life that you can have usually happens on the way to the life that you think you should have. Usually the life that we think we're going to have is just the way to get us off our block and get us going. And along the way, there are all these opening opens and, 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 and roads and, and rest stops and new paths that end up taking us off the journey. And for those who have the ability to not think, I know that I'm going here. I'm staying on the highway. I don't care if it says there's a tractor trailer that turned over. I'll just wait. I don't care. Whatever happens, I'm on the highway. But the other people that have the humility to know that I can't even control my, my future I can't even control tomorrow morning. I don't know if I'll wake up and there'll be a flood in my basement. How do I know that? How do I know if there's a storm coming? I didn't even know about the storm. Last night I'm like, is there a storm? Like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't even know. Anybody know if there's gonna be a hurricane in two weeks from now? I hope not. Anybody knew that the virus was gonna shut down the entire world? (laughs) Anybody know this stuff? Anybody have any knowledge that we'd go into a place That we like roll into like a cave for like, you know, nine months. Anybody know what's going to happen in two days from now in two months from now and two years from now? And as soon as I have that openness. I need to have goals and values and directions because that's how I start my day and that's how I plan my life, but I have to have my eyes peeled to the road. Because. I'm not in control. So if I'm having a conversation at a, at, a, at a wedding with the person that I want to talk to and someone else comes over, I better give them my full attention in the moment that I'm with them. I don't got to get lost in a conversation because I don't know who they are. I don't know how they're going to play into my life. What do I know? You can't get lost here, but if I'm in a circumstance, make the best of it because I don't know if this is going to be the circumstance that I'm going to ultimately benefit me more than the circumstance in which I'm going towards. How do I know if the thing that is annoying me is actually one that's going to give me the greatest benefit? How do I know that the opportunities that come my way that are packaged in the most challenge are the ones that can potentially give me the most uh, opportunity and blessing? I don't know. doesn't look like it to me. How do I know if the kid that drove me the craziest is the one that is going to give me the greatest joy or make me the greatest parent I can be? I don't know. But if I already predetermine what is and isn't right, and what is and isn't good, and what is and isn't where I should go, now if you just are lost, you're lost. I'm not saying that everything is everything, but as you build your your plan, as you put things into the into the circle, and as we get into this last phase called autonomy, we have to understand that in the directions that we lead in our lives, they're just to get us started. God throws us what he needs from us along the way. And a lot of times, I believe this happened in my life. I believe it has. We miss opportunities that are right before us because we're too busy focusing on on the thing that we want. We don't see The right and the left, we don't see the paths that are right next to us that look a little bit dirty in the beginning. And if you go a little further, they lead to a beautiful city that you never knew existed. We don't see those opportunities until they're done. And then you look back and go, "Ooh!" anyone have this in your life? Did you ever have something like this? Where you look back at something and go, I messed this up. Why? Why'd you mess it up for You weren't good enough? No. You weren't smart enough? Nope. Why'd you mess it up? I would bet, in part, it's because of the control. Because it came to you at the wrong time. The reason why it came to you at the wrong time is because you think that there is a concept of a right and wrong time. We think we control time. And this comes at the wrong time. Because we know. What the right time is, because we control time. And I goes, oh yeah, no, I don't think I gave you time yet. No, why don't you try to like just work work on like waking up? Like, let me handle time. Can, do you mind if I handle time? Can I just work? Can I put the whole pieces together? Do you mind just? I got the time. Everything that goes on in our lives could be the blessings or the beginnings of the blessings or the underlying elements that make us bigger people. It's impossible to see how this challenge is making me bigger or better because I'm not 20 years older at this moment. I haven't dealt with the scenario that's going to come my way in a decade that this thing is going to help me prepare for. And so... As we get through this, which we're going to try to be done with tomorrow and then you know, have a pre-Rosh Hashanah conversation and then go into the holidays. Whether you're Jewish or not, you're welcome. Rosh Hashanah is for everybody. Level of practice, don't matter. Let's think about this today. Think about how many times in life we're prejudging. We're prejudging the value of something when it messes with our time and how much control we have over our time. And maybe when we go through these things that annoy us in the beginning, we realize maybe this is what I should be doing now. Maybe it was sent to me to do it as best as I can and to learn something that I wasn't expecting to learn and to be someone I wasn't expecting to be. All right. Think about this. Have an amazing day. I hope nobody was taken by the storm if you if you are floods or whatever hope everything dries up have an amazing day with god's help i can't wait to see you again tomorrow have a great day